This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy, and we are back with the Ask Jason Live show, where I feel that questions from people live, you're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. All right. Our first question is from Beth. If you had to start today from the beginning, how would you proceed marketing online? And then also, which tactics would you focus on or ignore? Two-part question. I'm going to ignore the tactic part because if I had to start for today from scratch, I think we're looking at the marketing as the easy fix here. But if I had to start today from scratch, the first thing I do is I'd probably reach out to everyone within my database. So that's my power base. That's anyone I know, friends, family, acquaintances, work friends, Facebook friends, cousins. I think you get the point. You tell them exactly what you're doing and you ask them if they could help you. And by asking them to help you, what I mean by that is you either ask them to buy your product or service and become a customer if they're a fit, obviously, or referring you to someone who they know may need your product or service and that could become a customer. I'd message 50 people a day on Facebook. I think that's the maximum you're allowed to message at once. I'd message 50 people through my contacts on Facebook, letting them all know what I'm up to and this is what I'm doing. The same thing I would tell my friends and family. I would text 25 people a day. I'd call 100 people a day. I would just generate some demand and some early sales. If you cannot sell to people who know and trust you, you're going to have a pretty hard time with the cold audience and right off the bat, and you're going to hit with rejection and you're going to give up pretty easily. It's a lot easier to sell to people. So build that confidence. Then once you have that demand, once you have people sitting there saying, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to refer you and you start getting some sales. Then what I would do is start running some ads to generate awareness. But that's really how I would start. It wouldn't be like, unless you have the money, it's just going to be costly because you're trying to create demand generation for something that's unproven. If I was starting from scratch, the cheapest way I would do it is invest my time into doing it. If I had the money right off the bat, then yes, I'd obviously run ads and try to create copy and create that and target my ideal audience. But I'm assuming if you're asking that question, starting off bootstrapping and doing this yourself, that's exactly how I would do it. Okay. All right. I want to do marketing and hire someone, but I've been burned in the past. Any advice? And this is from Todd. And you've been burned in the past. Have you ever eaten at a restaurant? Uh, this, uh, a long time ago, someone I know, like someone, someone framed it this way when I told them, yeah, but I've been burnt. And they said, have you ever eaten in a restaurant where the food was just awful? The service was just really bad. Maybe you got food poisoning. Maybe it was just like awful experience. You left and you were sick for the next week after that. Most people have. Most people had a, a real negative experience at a restaurant, but they've gone back to restaurants before or after, I should say. They, so they've gone back to restaurants after. So you can't let one, even two, we've all eaten at crappy restaurants and it's all been bad. We've, been, we've had bad experiences before, but you can't let that dictate the future. You just have to learn from it. How'd you get burnt? What happened? Get smarter in the questions that you're asking. Just get a little bit more, take a little bit from each lesson and learn from it. Call it the price to pay to learn how to hire the right person or, or do the right things. But yeah, being burnt in life, like that's part of life. Now you just develop either thicker skin from it or you take from that experience and learn how to protect yourself a little bit more the next time around. But there's going to be something else. There's going to be something else that's going to take care of you. I've had clients that just skip the bill. I've been burnt in investments. I've been burnt 
with hiring PR agencies in the past, like with my clothing brand, I've been burnt. You get a little bit smarter and a little bit of, okay, I now know a little bit more what I'm looking for and a little bit, and you become a little bit better at the next time around. So you ate at a restaurant that had that no reviews and it was crappy and it was a hole in the wall and it was awful. Cool. Maybe you don't eat at those type of restaurants anymore. Perfect. Okay. From Marlene, how do I get better at sales calls when I have a hard time getting over rejection? It's a tough one. Marlene. That's her name, right? Marlene? Yes. Uh huh. Rejection is, that's a human response. I'm going to come from an empathetic point of view, right? It's new 2023, Jason, right? We're not going to, not going to rip people. No one likes to be rejected. I don't care who you are in the world. No one wants to be rejected. Top movie stars get rejected from movies and they don't like being rejected from those roles. Like you see it right now. Who's the guy that played that was playing Superman? And he's no longer in that role. They're deciding to go a different route. That's it's a rejection. You face it in all areas. If you want to be great, if you want to do something on this planet, you're going to get no's. It's rejection, unfortunately, is part of the game. And I think you're really going to hate life and have a hard time in life if you don't develop a way to handle it. You can be rejected by partners that you know that you're going to try to hit on and go on dates with that you're going to be rejected by your own spouse is going to turn down some of your ideas and reject your own ideas your kids are going to say no to you there's always an element of rejection in it i'll frame it this way because i learned this and i think this is i think perspective kind of matters in a case like this if you had 10 percent of the world population buy your product or service you'd be probably obviously depending on what you charge but i think even if you charge little You'd be the richest person on the planet or one of them. If 10% of the world population bought your product or service, you'd be one of the richest people on the planet. Probably cover of magazines as one of the most successful people that ever walked the face of the earth. If 10% of the world population bought your product or service, but you would ha have a 90% rejection rate, right? So 10% of the world population buy your stuff. You're the richest person. You're the most successful person. They're writing case studies about you. But you have a 90% rejection rate. So I think perspective and framing it kind of matters. Another thing that I've been reading a lot about, someone gave me an article and I read it recently, is about Walt Disney. If you think rejection's tough in pursuit of your goals, I implore you, please, to read the story of Walt Disney. Because from the age of 19 to like 54, 55 or something like that, the man has suffered more anxiety attacks, more has gone through depression and has failed and been rejected and lost money and filed for bankruptcy almost every single year, 40 plus years. Wow. Until he got a TV deal. I think it was a TV deal for Disney and Mickey Mouse and um, opened Disneyland. But every single year, there's a problem. Someone ripped them off. He went bankrupt. So his first venture went bankrupt. Just read the story of Walt Disney. That's like when you're sitting there saying, man, this is tough. I just got to know. I, like you should pull out that article and read it. Like I'm still going through that and I want to learn more about, about that story. But so I'm for you to go take a look, but it's perspective. I mm -hmm. think when you're in your own bubble, you take the rejection a little bit personally, but if you broaden it out a little bit, like I said, 10% of the people buy your stuff and 90% reject you, you're still the wealthiest person on the planet, probably one of the most successful person on the planet. So just a little perspective matters. You're focusing yeah. too much on the wrong part and just focus on your goals and why you're doing what you're doing. That's an awesome way to look at it. You're right. Perspectives, everything. Okay. 2023, Jason, is like mindset. I know. It's great. <laughs> not coming from a place of what kind of questions are these? Yeah. yeah. See? Mindset right. perspective. It's funny because I put a tweet out the other day. I put a tweet out the other day that said, because 
I've now like listened to a lot of stuff on mental buildup and, you know, the mental part of, of the game of entrepreneurship and business. And I put a tweet out that like when I started my first business with zero success, I would be anytime someone would talk to me about mindset or something like that, I'd sit there and say, "Ugh, enough with this mindset stuff. Like, please stop feeding me this crap. Let's get into the tactics. Let's get into this enough with the mindset. And now with multiple businesses and some level of that's what I'm consuming the most of right now, because I realized that 90% of it is the mental and mindset and how you think. So it's just, it's funny that like looking back and just being like watching and through the coaching program and even with the people we deal with on a day-to-day basis, watching people who are just coming up and they're like, man, like and just seeing that the mental toughness isn't there yet. And mm-hmm. that's the last thing they're going to want because they're going to want picks. And I'm like, okay, we'll talk in a, we'll talk in a few years when you yeah. realize that, that this is the most important part of the game. Get your yeah. mind right. So yeah, perspective a hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. Okay. From Jen. All right. What do you see working with ads right now in 2023? What's the key to succeed? Ooh, prediction time. What do I see working with ads in 2023? We're six, as we're filming this six days in. No pressure. I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to reframe this question a a little bit. Look, I think what's going to matter is the same thing that I've been echoing for a long time. And I think it's just going to matter even more now is the ability to be creative and come up with proper creative and make your ad stand out. Do you have a solid offer? The offer, the creative always mattered. They were still the most important part, but now they're just going to matter even more as costs of advertising go up, as more people flock back to the platforms, as things, as all these things happen. The key to success, what I preached in 2022, I think is just going to be even more important in 2023, which is the ability to produce creative and test and iterate and come up with multiple creative and always have different creatives going. We tell clients we need three to four pieces of creative a week. I think we're going to get to a point where we need eight pieces of creative a week, depending on what you're on, how much you're spending which you're going to have to spend more because the cost of advertising is going to go up and make you spend more. You're going to have to spend more. You're going to have to do all these things. So you're going to need the creative in order to match out and you're going to need the creative in order to do these things. The ability to really hone in on your offer and make really solid creative consistently is going to be the key to success in 2023. Okay. To making your ads work at least. Okay. All right. What's the biggest mistake newbies making with Facebook ads from Tommy? No strategy. I think just not understanding the game mm-hmm. and not understanding the landscape. And just repeat the question one more time because because uh, there was a specific part in there. What's the biggest mistake that you see newbies make with Facebook ads? Okay, so with Facebook ads. So with Facebook ads, I think the biggest mistake people make is they turn off their ads too early. They cut way too early. They don't have enough spend that goes into it. They cut way, way too early. So I guess the line between success and failure in every case is so small sometimes right we're always on the the cusp and your ad is a moment away from being successful and that just gets shut off too early i see it all the time with ads after a short period they just turn it off it didn't get enough of a test in order to optimize it goes back into understanding the number so i think the biggest mistake is they turn their ads off too early but i think that comes from a bigger mistake, which is not knowing their numbers. So if you're going to turn off an ad after $50, but your product costs $400 and say your ad's not working after $50, that's a problem. Like there, obviously, there's nuances and there's some more technical parts in it. But I think turning it off way too early when they were just a little bit more away and they could have mm-hmm. spent a little bit more to really test and see what happened and give it a fair shot. And it goes back, you can watch past episodes where I discuss like exactly what your budget for a Facebook ad should be. But what happens with Facebook ads 
usually uh, obviously there's extenuating circumstances where like it just takes off like a rocket ship right off the bat but the first thing you do is it goes down right like you don't get results because facebook has to spend and try to find you the winners and try to find people so you go down a little bit and then you see so if you're going to look at a curve it's almost like it goes down for a couple of days and then goes up but almost like stocks the biggest mistake people make with investing in stocks is they buy at the wrong time and they sell at the wrong time. It sounds super, super easy. I know that's easier said than done, but that's the biggest mistake people make with investing. They buy at the wrong time and they sell at the wrong time. So I think people with Facebook ads, they cut ship or they cut ties at the wrong time. So they're going down and it's almost like a tree, right? And you have to plant downwards in for your entire business. I think this is how people should look at businesses. Your business has to take a little bit of a step back in terms of money, in terms of a loss a little bit, because you got to plant that tree down. You got to go mm-hmm. down and then it comes up. So you got to go down before, before it goes up. So I think that's the biggest mistake people make in business. And especially when it comes to Facebook ads, aside from my coaching program, I used to coach in another person's program. Like when I first started with Facebook ads and my job would be like review people's ads. And it was 90% of the time that we would talk, it would be literally They're like, oh, my ads aren't working. And I would just look at it. I'm like, you haven't spent enough. You haven't spent enough. You haven't spent enough. That was my answer 90% of the time. So you ask about newbies. That's my answer 90% of the time to newbies is you just didn't spend enough. Okay. This one's kind of interesting. From Karen, what's your biggest fear? It's clear to to me what my biggest fear is. I I think about it sometimes. I thought about it like after we just got back from like a family vacation, like our, our first real family vacation. And I actually like morbidly thought about it on the plane. My number one fear is not being around to watch my kids grow up. That is like my number one fear. I know some people have the fear, God forbid something happens to their family and they got to, and they got to stay alone. I don't ever want to think that, think like that. So I don't, I like, I tune that part out all the time. Like obviously my biggest fear is something happens to, to my kids. I, I try not to think about that, but my biggest fear, like selfishly is that God forbid something happens to me and I'm not around to see my kids grow up. That's, I'm going to be totally vulnerable and honest because like most people talk about something happened to the family but like from a selfish side of things it's like i don't want to miss all that so like when ryan is like lying on me on on the airplane and or chloe is like sitting on my lap it's what if i don't ever experience this again what if i'm not on the planet how are my kids going to grow up will my wife remarry and will, will they forget about me so i think deeper root is being forgotten and whatnot so i think i don't ever want to be forgotten in, in in kids' lives. I want to make an impact in this world. I think that's why I love doing the coaching. I think that's my biggest way to scale impact. But yeah, just not being able to see who these kids turn into and what happens to them. That's yeah, probably one <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't want to, I'm trying to like, like not, but yeah, that's a thing. So one of the biggest reasons why I started the 75 hard, which I don't, I haven't really talked about publicly, right? Mm-hmm. 75 hard is a big workout program. And like, it's just, take control of your health, your, your well-being, your mental state, all that was because it started from that fear of, oh, like maybe I should take health priority because I got to be, I got to sacrifice some stuff so I could live and do all those things. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like fascinated by like looking at like things like biohacking right now and reading like t- Tony Robbins wrote a book called Life Force, which is like reversing age and looking at all the different alternative treatments out there. Why I'm reading that, if I'm going to be totally honest, it's for that reason. Yeah, I think my number one fear, that was a long rant of my number one fear is not being around to see, aside from, God forbid, something happened to my family, my fear is not being there to to see them. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, that's a big one. That's probably a common one, I would think. Once you have kids, everything changes. It's not like like mindset. Like, I know there's like the fear of dying, right? Like everyone Mm -hmm. like has this fear of dying, but like, it's not fear of dying. It's like fear of almost like FOMO. If I'm dead, I'm missing out on on all these things like that. How do I miss out on my kids? How do I miss out on this? So will I be missed? It's actually a really cool thing to think about because if you could think about those things, maybe you live your days a little bit better being Mm -hmm. like, will I be thought about? Will people talk about me? Will I have any legacy whatsoever? You go with that type of mentality. I think you could achieve a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's um, that's a great point. Okay. Hi, Daniel. Daniel says hi. Okay. We've got a question from Mozart. What would you choose? Opportunity for business or your dream job? So I think they're asking, and this is a live question coming in right now? Yeah. Okay. So you could correct me if I misunderstood, but I think you're asking like start a business or do your dream job. If you have to ask that question, and I'm going to put my coaching hat on. If you have to ask that question, you don't want to start a business. Your dream job is your business. That's what entrepreneurship should be. So if you're asking that question, it means you don't believe in the opportunity that much to go all in yet. So I would say do your dream job, do the dream job, go into it, see how that pans out for you. Because if that's your dream job, like my dream job doesn't exist. Like maybe it's getting paid $10 million a year to do nothing and get free Apple phones or whatever it is and work for Apple. Or, but even being the CEO of Apple isn't a dream job for me. That doesn't sound responsible to shareholders. Like I, just, that's just, I'm doing my dream job right now. So this is it. So if you have to ask and it's between starting business or doing your dream job, your dream job is the one you should go after. Do that. See how that pans out for you. And if you hate it, you could always go start your business. But if you're asking that question, you already made the decision. And I I don't think entrepreneurship is for you at the moment. Or starting a business isn't for you at the moment, I should say. Or the business idea you have right now isn't for you. Okay. All right, let's see. All right, I think that's all of our questions. That was a good one. (laughs) I got a little emotional there. But yeah, obviously, if you have any questions, if you're interested in working together, Head on over to jportnoy.com. All the different ways we can work together. Thank you, as always, Megan. Of course. And we'll talk next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly someone who wants to take their business to the next level. And I understand that being an entrepreneur, it's a lonely place. It could be a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just super important as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you have in order to scale and grow your business. It's why I launched the Market Domination Coaching Group, and it's we are open for invitations right now to join. So to request an invitation and book a free diagnostic consultation, let's call it a game plan call, head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. It's where I will jump on a call with you and show you at least three ways you could possibly grow your business, whether we work together or not, we'll still do this. Uh, It's going to be the best business decision you'll make uh, today. Uh, So speak soon. Head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. Book your free game plan call and I'll speak to you soon. 